Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley. Canadian Pacific Railway could be strike-bound tomorrow night. The unions representing train operators and signaling workers at Canadian Pacific Railway have set a strike deadline. The Teamsters, Canada Rail Conference and the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers have told CP Rail they'll be in a position to strike as of 8 p.m. tomorrow night. CP says it will continue meeting with union reps in the hopes of reaching a settlement before then. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart wants Ottawa to step in and put a halt to any work stoppage. Rail transportation is a priority for, for us in this province and for our government. And yes, CP unions gave strike notice on May 26th. Minister Merritt and I had asked the federal government if that happens for back-to-work legislation. And so whether it's back-to-work legislation or binding arbitration, but in any event, uh, however it's done, we cannot have a protracted rail strike. We'll continue to be engaged with the feds and uh, ensure that, that we get access to rail service here. Uh, grain movements behind, and uh, although the railways like to use the most recent week's numbers, uh, which where they're uh, where they should be, they're making no impression on cleaning up the backlog. And in some crops, particularly the backlog, a log is substantial. Canola is behind 15 percent, lentils 50 percent, oats 32 percent, soybeans 51 percent, and non-durum wheat 7 percent behind where it should be at this time of the year. So. We are skeptical that the backlog will be cleaned up even without a strike before uh, the end of the shipping season. And, you know, it's not only grain either. There's forest products that are impacted. Oil, I I think, potash for sure. Uh, Potash storage facilities are full, and the potash companies have scheduled shutdowns early so that they can try and do some maintenance while they would have had to close down likely anyway because they can't get rid of the product fast enough and so there's some serious hurt taking place out here and this is no time for a strike and you know while I have some sympathy with the employees of the railways as well uh, there's got to be another way to settle this and uh, we've asked the federal government to find it. You want them to step in and take action? Yes we do. Now tell me about uh, on another topic how crops are looking in this neck of the woods. Well, Jim, since the middle of last week when we got a nice little rain uh, in this area, around in the Regina Plains anyway, uh, things are looking a lot better. It was desperately dry in in some places uh, before that, and anybody that missed that rain will still be uh, in not very good shape. But some of us got a rain in the middle of the week and another little bit of a thunder boomer uh, over the weekend, and so things are dramatically better in some areas, but not so much in others. Uh, There's still some very, very dry areas. On another topic, I understand that you've taken steps to restrict hunting on community pastures or provincially owned pastures. Well, actually, what we've done is go back to uh, the way things have always been. A year ago or so, uh, Justice gave us an opinion uh, that they thought that hunting rights should be year-round for aboriginals, and we asked them to review it, and they did. And they used modern case law, and it turns out that the original opinion is the one that is supported by modern case law. And so we're back to where we were. 
traditionally, and that is that First Nations and Métis hunters can access these lands in the fall after pasture operations have ceased, and these are provincial-owned pastures I'm talking about, and on the same terms and conditions as licensed hunters. Uh, they can also access at other times of the year with permission from the lessees. That's generally the pasture manager or the lessees. This is consistent with the direction that has been provided in the past and with the Saskatchewan Guide for Treaty and Aboriginal Rights for Hunting and Fishing. Letters were sent to uh, lessees of community pastures and to all First Nations and Métis uh, communities clarifying this change and then change back to the way it's always been from justice. Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart farms east of Regina near Penn. The chair of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association is calling for quick federal action if CP Rail workers follow through with threatened strike action tomorrow night. Jim Wickett says farmers cannot afford to be hit with a work stoppage for moving grain to market. Oh boy, it's just like piling on this year. Uh, it's kind of just one thing after another and that one's been hanging over our head for a uh, few months here now. So uh, it looks like it's, it's going to come to fruition and hopefully we can uh, get a resolved settlement here quick as we can. What impact would it have on grain movement? Well, it's, you know, it's going to have impact on grain movement. CP didn't exactly light it on fire this winter as well. It's just that they look better than CN. So it's going to affect points on a CP line for sure. Hopefully this can get uh, resolved before things get too backed up. You want to see back-to-work legislation in Ottawa? Um, yeah, no, I don't really know if that's exactly the total problem there. And I, I mean, maybe binding arbor arbitration might be the way to go uh i know it's the one report i read it wasn't totally wages that were the problem it was hours of work and the amount of work that they were uh, demanding you know with uh kind of a reduced staff so we'll see you know there's three sides every story it's your side my side and the truth so we'll uh hopefully get something out there and and get this thing resolved on another topic jim how do crops look in your area you know what the ones that are up look pretty decent we're certainly we've missed most of the rains back in my particular area we've missed them all so by and large the ones that are up are doing good i've got some canola and some flax that's kind of struggling it's the wind's blowing again today at 40k and it seems to be every day so it's drying out we could certainly use a shot to seal the top up and get things going there is some moisture down below but it's just a matter of getting these small seeded ones going Jim Wickett farms in west-central Saskatchewan near Rosetown and is chair of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association. Canadian realized net farm income decreased 2.5% last year. That was the first decline since 2013 and only the second since the year 2009. Realized net income is the difference between a farmer's cash receipts minus depreciation plus income in kind. Saskatchewan was one of five provinces to report a drop in realized net farm income. It was $3.09 billion, down $321 million from 2016. It was a combination of lower cash receipts and higher operating expenses. Saskatchewan total farm cash receipts were $148 million less than 2016, while operating expenses were $118 million higher than the previous year. Total farm cash receipts in Saskatchewan last year reached... $14 $14 billion and $52 million, with operating expenses checking in at $9,280,000,000. Spring wheat prices in Saskatchewan have risen steeply in recent weeks, but so far Durham remains little changed. Spring wheat is up 63 cents a bushel, but Durham has not changed. 
Farmlink Marketing Solutions Senior Market Analyst Neil Townsend says spring wheat prices are on the rise due to dry weather in western Canada and Durham levels have stabilized from the dry weather. Durham has definitely benefited from the dry patterns. So, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's a real bullish channel, but it's, it's stabilized at least, and people don't feel like the crop is going up. So that helps the supply and demand balance look a little more interesting. That's one thing. But the Durham trade is still very, very slow, very, very quiet. Don't see a big improvement in that uh, in, the, in the short run. Barley, again, like barley is being some positive trades done, uh, big volumes. Like people keep saying people are going to buy less, but the uh, Saudi Arabians came in and bought like pretty much the equal amount that they bought at the same time last year. So the feed barley market is still pretty strong. And barley would be one of the crops that in, you know, the Ukraine and Russia and also in Canada, I mean, there'd be some downside concerns given the weather pattern. So, you know, feed grains have have definitely a strength overall, like the protein play globally is still something that's happening. In terms of the pulses, I mean, there hasn't been really any big improvements in the pulse outlook in terms of the market, just because India continues to just be like a very obstinate. They're not interested in buying more. They have a big glut that they have to work through. They're very uh, actively trying to support their farmers and the prices farmers get. So, I mean, that's a big issue. And just like, I don't think that's going to turn around now. Obviously, in Western Canada, with the kind of weather patterns we have now, there's going to be a few concerns that the crop is going to be smaller and maybe some people are going to be thinking, well, does that mean that we're going to enter a bullish phase because of a production issue? Just let's say this. We have a very big stockpile that we're bringing into 2018-19. And, you know, unless we have an abject disaster, which wouldn't be good for anybody, I mean, there's really not enough damage being done to this date so far that's going to really shift the uh, the marketing dynamics. It's still going to be a bit of a struggle. We still have to wait for India to eat through their surplus. And the earliest that happens is probably like February 2019. Might, there might be some factors about, you know, potential Indian short crop or something that could change the dynamic, but we're not going to change it significantly until then. Neil Townsend is a senior market analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions. The market update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading this morning. Canola fell $1.70 at five ten eighty four. Oats rose $3.44 at one sixty five forty one. Number one red spring wheat increased $0.62 cents at two fifty nine sixty one. The rest were unchanged. Durham, two fifty two eighty one. Feed barley 195.63, flax 462.84, yellow peas 244.54, feed wheat 189.58. U.S. markets are closed today for the Memorial Day holiday. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange at the close on Friday, July spring wheat is up nine and a half cents at 6.44 and a quarter a bushel. The Livestock Report on the Source 620 CKRM. Heartland Livestock Market Report. Donnie Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards. 550 cattle on our regular sale on Tuesday. Cow market very active and snappy. It averages 93.50 on every cow in the sale. The top kill cow hit 105. Uh, that average is a touch higher than last week. However, the weight condition on our cows, whatever the weather was doing, was very buyer friendly. Uh, into the feeder cows, that is certainly snapping along. 95 to 115 for young feeding cows. Two-year-old heifer at's a dollar fifteen. 
to 135. The bull market tops at a dollar 28. It averages a dollar 10.75 in every bull in the sale. We continue to get a very solid run with some bull numbers. Cattle future markets were higher throughout the week, and that certainly showed in the major American markets uh, across the board from Kansas, Montana, all the way down into Florida. All classes of feeder cattle were five to eight dollars a hundred higher, and that despite the fat cattle money being uh, static to maybe even a little bit harder to get them sold. Certainly, the American feeders having some snap to it, that bodes well for us. Nothing more resilient than a cattle feeder. That's the way it is in cattle country. Heartland Swift Current. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,700 hogs Friday, selling a range of 153 to 161 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,100 head, selling a range of 154 to 162 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Friday, May 25th are Maple Leaf Sig 5, 155.77, Ham's Cash, 154.27, Thunder Creek Brick Gold, 151.96, and High Life, $158.73 per CKG. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was down 49 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.2974. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 77.11 cents U.S. Markets are closed today for U.S. Memorial Day holiday. Normal business resumes tomorrow. Jim Smalley's Agra Weather on the Source 620 CKRM. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Sunny skies, the high 28, the low 13. Tomorrow, cloudy, the high 24, the low 13. Wednesday, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers and a high of 24, the low 12. Thursday, showers and a high of 19, the low 12. Friday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 17, the low 10. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 23, chance of evening showers Saturday with a low of 11. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high near 24. The normal high is 21, the normal low 7. The sun rose at 4.56 this morning. It sets at 8.56 tonight. Round the province, Estevan 25, Saskatoon and Swift Current 27, Weyburn 26, Yorkton is 24. Sunny in Regina, 26, that's 79 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east-southeast at 17. Humidity, 24%, barometer dropping 101.7. Sunny in Moose Jaw, 26 degrees. Winds are from the south-southeast, 15, gusting to 30. Once again, Regina, sunny in 26, that's 79 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.